For the first time in more than five and a half years. For the first time in more than five and a half years, we finally tonight have a few new answers to a question that has loomed over Indiana and over the town of Delphi. Who killed Abby Williams and Libby Jordan? From the end of the bridge to, you gotta go through. Now, I believe that the bodies were found about to. born from a family's grief and determination. In April of 2020, Army soldier Vanessa Guillen went missing while stationed at one of the largest military installations. You hear that little music in the background, it goes, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. Right. Knew about it or was there, it's, he's as guilty as the person who committed Chilling details in the arrest of a suspected serial killer caught before he could strike again. Him, they, they, they dropped the ball, man. Like, they said he went AWOL. Mm. And that uh, he was a deserter, and nobody went to look for him. Today is not a day to celebrate. But the arrest of Richard M. Allen of Delphi on two counts of murder. Like I said, we're going back. We were asked last time to kind of talk about the food, uh, the grub truck video, and kind of give our perspective of it. The, the, the press release from the police department indicated that they're still trying to put pieces together from that night. It, does that does that worry you in any, at any point uh, or at any bit that they're still trying to put those pieces together? It's been over five weeks since little Kaylee Anthony vanished. Her mother, Casey, has been arrested for lying to police. She's being held without bail. year 3000 it still sucks this is philip j fry and you're listening to the drunken turkey show you're one stop for this sort of thing hit that button like and subscribe you know what to do just like every other podcast what is up welcome back to the drunk turkey show i'm your host daniel j alongside with me is hyman uh, Big Blue, I uh, I know you're backstage. I'm not sure which stream to add. There's two of them. So whenever you're ready, just jump on in, bro. Dealer's choice. Dealer's, Dealer's choice. choice. Dealer's choice. So how you doing tonight, hi, man? I'm doing awesome. I'm here with y'all drinking Friday. What, you, what is it that you're drinking, young man? Well, the same thing from last time. Some, some bird dog with some Dr. Pepper. Oh, man. That stuff goes down smooth, man. I, I wanted to go, you know, a little bit old school today and a little new school. They're both of everything. So I went with some Bud Light to start things off. Mm-hmm. But I got two different beers that I've uh, – one of them we've tried. Uh, it's called the Taco Truck Lime Lager. You can't see it because yeah. it's green. <laughs> yeah. But this one's pretty good. It's the uh, Dust Bolt Brewing Company. We drank that one last time. It was It was the winner – in the uh, drink off that we had and then the other one i have it's called puro pickles it is a pickle juice your favorite yes sir yes sir so i'm looking forward to these beverages i'll be drinking those tonight big blue welcome to the show how you doing what's going on guys what's going on i had to do it on my phone again man so getting ready for this weekend man oh shit! is that rip is that rip (laughs) right uh, again, yellow stone in the house. What, what was that? Uh, the alter ego of um, Garth Brooks. Remember that? He made like an album. Oh, dude, like, yeah, like Jason Aldean or something. I'm just some kidding. Shit. It was. 
<laughs> it was like James Dean or I don't know what it was. But tonight we got a special guest in the house. They're from Publicly Buzz, Steve and Dan. Welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? What's, What's up? up? Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. Glad to glad you guys can be a part of the show. I've watched you guys cover a couple things in the Idaho case and and the Alex Murdoch trial. Like what I see, thought it'd be a great time to get you guys on board. We had you guys uh, scheduled not too long ago, but both both you and Jaime, uh, Steve, got sick, so had to reschedule. Um, Did you get hit with the one nine two, Jaime? Um, uh, no, I just got like um, uh, what's it called, like a throat infection. Uh, I was have a tonsil like tonsillitis shit man. Gotcha. but um i mean if i did it would have been my like my fifth time <laughs> He's, I'm oh, wow. yeah, yeah i'm like i'm lucky y'all's beard too man i'm, I'm <laughs> thanks we're amongst men here you now. too man <laughs> i think everybody gotta mesmerize has... the crowd with the beards fellas <laughs> yeah man they, they, you're lagging man you danny danny and big door now you gotta get a beard beard man hey, oh nah, man <laughs> I have to trim mine for work, man. I gotta make sure the N95 still work. <laughs> oh, that's right. The longer my beard looked, the more like a Spanish soap opera star I started to look like. So it was like <laughs> it was not working out for me. I was I was gonna start I was starting to speak Spanish during the commercials. It was weird. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Steve, uh are you drinking with us tonight? Yes, indeed, man. I have got per usual what I usually have on the stream, um, a diet DDP and a uh, crown royal actually nice nice it's a very I, like every time i say it i feel weird even saying it because it's not a coke and crown but right. i was telling you guys before we actually come on here i normally in real life just drink uh you know diet ddp but i tried it one day with the crown and dude it works i don't know i like it nice you know i have a um <clears throat> it's seasonal i'm not sure if they're still selling it anymore but around christmas time they were crown was selling a salted caramel whiskey whoa man it it, it with dr pepper it's it's amazing. It's it's one of my favorite drinks. If they don't have it, there's a um, a bird dog, which is what Jaime is drinking tonight. Um, salty caramel uh, oh, whiskey nice. as well. It, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty close. I love caramel. Yeah, it's pretty close. But that stuff's amazing. It, it goes down smooth. Uh, Dan, the, have, oh, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I have the regular crown tonight. But usually, actually, I'm usually because we're just coming off the holidays. I've had a a crown, a peach crown. That's been pretty. Delightful. Oh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. Dan, all right, what, what are you drinking tonight, if you are? I got uh, Kraken rum with Coke. And uh, as a backup, I've got some beer. I've got uh, Devil's Backbone with a, this wild, fancy can, brain juice, dank nice. IPA. I don't know. We don't call them IPAs here. Jaime, what, what do we call them? Uh, or do we call them IPAs? IPAs. IPA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I might start using that. It's true. <laughs> you got to go back and watch the show, Inside Joke. We uh, we did a drink a, a drink off where we we're tasting different different types of drinks, and uh, Jaime wasn't familiar with the IPA, so he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> oh, I just okay. I just said it like I saw it." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Stevie, like Stevie with your name, he was calling you Jamie there for a while. <laughs> yeah, on my actual one of my streams, I was like, Yeah, you know, I'm sorry I missed you guys. Jamie couldn't be on, and then I was getting corrected, and I was like, Oh shit. Like, I felt terrible. That's cool. But we really didn't actually get to, you know, really talk that night very much at all. Yeah. All right. I wanted to say what I'm drinking tonight, guys. I forgot to say it earlier. Oh, uh, what are you drinking with us, Blue? So 
I got a build a six pack as a Valentine's Day gift. Nice. Who's the lucky guy? I got it's called the True Love, and it's a raspberry sour ale. I got a Austin Amber. I got a Houston Haze. I got an Instock Iceland Arctic Pale Ale. And I got a Brewdog Elvis Juice. And then I got Independence Brewing Company Toaster, a native you, Texan beer. You, you saw him like talking. <laughs> you know, you, you know sure what that means, cool. right? That, there's a good chance Blue's not going to have all his clothes on by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> One can only be so lucky. Don't be passing out over there, Blue. <laughs> Is Blue known yeah. to get shirtless when he gets drunk? Uh, he's yes. known to do some crazy things when he's drunk. <laughs> my, my goal is to one day drink with Bert, the, the comedian. Bert. Remember his last Oh, man. Bert yeah. Kreischer? Yeah. Yeah, that'd dude. Be, that'd be rad. Dude, we got to make that happen. There, For those that are watching, there. those that are watching that are on the TikTok world, clip that, send that out to him. Get Bert and Blue to enjoy beer together. That'd be great. But oh, tonight, I, bet, I bet if you go to one of his shows, go to one of his shows, he'd probably have a beer with you. Uh, yeah, I'm taking off my shirt. He just doesn't come to San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> Bert loves to go shirtless. That's his whole gimmick, dude. Right? Yeah, this yeah. is meant to be, yeah. bro. Yep. Oh man, that'd be that's that's a lot of testosterone going on. So, <laughs> so tonight we're going to be talking two cases. We're going to be talking about the current um, trial that's going on between uh, against Alec Murdoch, and we're also going to be talking about the Idaho Four. And, and give our thoughts and theories. This is going to be a uh, more of a relaxed show, just kind of a couple of guys drinking a few beers, talking a couple of cases. Now, we'll start off today with the Alex Murdoch trial. I'll be uh, 100% honest with you guys. We, we've caught bits and pieces there, but we haven't been following it. So we have a few questions for you guys. Um, There's, first a for- There's a lot. There's a lot. For sure, for sure. We'll make it simple. We'll make it simple. First and foremost, who are the Murdaws? Okay. Uh, from uh, left to right on the very far left, uh, 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 have any of you guys seen out the gate just anything like documentary-wise? Have you been tainted in any way? I, no. I have seen I have seen a little bit. I ain't going to lie. And I've seen yeah. some of the court hearings. I've seen a couple okay, of I watched the, uh, the HBO Max Low Country documentary before I got into any of this. Um, and it 100% taint, tainted my idea of the case before going in. Um, when I was first getting in this, I was telling people, check it out. I mean, it's good. It's really well done. But you know how a documentary is going to do. They're there for basically one reason, to kind of sway what you're thinking one way or the other. They have um, a narrative they're trying but to from, I'm sorry. From left to right, we got Buster. And next, we have uh, Maggie, which is his mom. And then next to her, we have Paul, which is the son. Okay. And then right in the middle, Maggie and Paul, that is who the murder trial is actually about. That is who was killed on the uh, Moselle farm, the property that they own. And then right next to them, we have Alex Murdoch. The man that is uh, currently on trial and being accused of murder of his uh, wife and son. Now, where where did this happen? In what state, city? Uh, this is from South Carolina, um, not too far from Charleston, South Carolina, but it's in like the Low Country. Um, it's, I mean, I don't. Are you guys familiar with South Carolina? You guys ever go to like Myrtle Beach or anything? Um, I went out there for basic training. Yeah, me too. But okay. I didn't see anything but the ground doing push. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, South Carolina. I like South Carolina. You know, I was actually born in South Carolina. Really? Um, it's a little too warm for me. And and we have family there in South Carolina now that actually isn't too far from yep. us. But 
but yeah, I mean, my thought before though, what I was saying, I, if anybody that's going to get into this, if you go in from, you know, if you go in now or if you go in from the beginning, if you go backwards, I would actually recommend don't watch the documentaries. I know Netflix is doing one also. I would say go in with just like nothing. I mean, maybe some articles, maybe just a general idea of what's happening. Because I went in basically not not knowing what was going on. I watched that HBO documentary first. Going into the trial, in my head, I already said I was a murderer. This guy was a piece of garbage. Um, and I'm not saying he's not. But at the same time, what's been going on in this trial, you know, and I know there's a lot of different opinions. Uh, I watched this. And I'm not, okay, so I'm looking at this all day long. I'm looking at Twitter, you know, hashtags of this and, and, and all the different opinions. I'm looking at the chat, you know, in the live streams I'm watching on the law and crime. Um, and you're going to see, I would say, honestly, and every time I've seen a poll taken, it's about 50-50, a 60-40. Like, no one can, right. and, I, and dude, like I was telling you guys before this, I've flip-flopped on this multiple times and could flip-flop again. 100%. Like, yeah, like you said, watching the documentary is going to taint your perspective for sure. I mean, there's a there's a hundred other reasons to hate this guy other than the murder. Right, the murders, right. if he's guilty of the murders. Right. He's, done, he's done a lot of other shady shit, and so is Paul and potentially Buster. And I mean, there's a lot going on there. Are you guys right. familiar with the uh, the boating accident that Paul Murdoch? Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry. Let's, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> let's take it one step. So back to who they are so they're a family he what is his job or what was he his was, job yeah he was a big time like lawyer attorney in the area basically his District family attorney. for the last hundred years has owned this area in south carolina um right. what is the actual name of the area he's the prime solicitor for that area he's the well basically the district attorney yeah the or what yeah, like he's the dude yeah um, right. the main prosecutor. He's in, and not to get too far ahead again but he is involved outside of this murder case and in, 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 in like over a hundred financial crimes currently as well. Right. So he was apparently um, Alex Murrell had a problem with drugs and, uh, and was stealing some money um, using his position. Correct. Yeah. Currently long story short, long story short. And currently just on that point that this just pretty much came out in trial, he was spending $50,000 a day. Not a week, not a month, a day on drugs. That seems that how seems is that, how is that even possible? There's so much BS in this case, much. but that's what that's what they were saying. They're trying to make you believe that. Blue, you're the medical professional here. Um, what are there drugs that somebody can spend fifty thousand dollars a day use and still survive, or do you think he's having some type of party? I don't know. To me, it sounds like a party, man, because a thousand dollars can get you quite a bit of stuff, no matter what you're getting. It takes, and I it mean, is pills. What's the most expensive street drug out there? You know, and that I that mean, you could reasonably like cotton or something, right? I mean, Probably that's so. what I was thinking. Oxy is, is a heroin's pretty expensive, I would imagine, right? Yeah. No, I mean heroin and stuff. But, you know, people steal TVs to afford that. And the pawn shops don't give you crap for it, so. Not too expensive, but <laughs> actual pharmaceutical drugs probably is the hardest yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, the stuff that people actually need. And so, um, only, sorry, I'm sorry, the only thing that I could possibly think of would be partying and oxycontin. Like that's the only. And I'm, I'm going to put it with, with this reference. I'm a huge professional wrestling fan, and mm -hmm. professional wrestlers throughout the history. I don't know if you guys like wrestling, but wrestlers have always had huge drug problems, and they're synonymous with drugs like oxycontin and somas. And huge numbers of them, like once their bodies get so, 
you know, the, the tolerance level builds up so high, they can do like 30 and 40 pills, which sounds absolutely astronomical, but their mm -hmm. bodies are still processing it. And that's the only thing that I can kind of put a reference point on it. And that's just coming from, you know, autobiographies, uh, you know, the books or documentaries that I've read and the stories that are coming in. Those can, those can kind of be, you know, slided with BS also, but $50,000 a day seems crazy to me. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty outstanding. And so, um, Alex Murdoch, he, he gets into some financial issues though, right? Was that after he got fired? Because he got yeah. fired, he got busted, right, for doing all this financial stuff. That that was the first thing that happened, correct? Yeah, he was basically going down. Basically, and then to go back just a little bit further, everything that opened the box, Pandora's box, for this whole thing was Paul's boat crash. Um, Tell us about Paul's boat crash. Who's Paul? Paul is his son, right? Paul was his son. Paul was the uh, driving the boat in uh, 2019 when it actually killed a girl. Um, they were all partying. Um, they were out, you know taking a boat out, hitting bars, coming back. They were going, and I think like over 100 miles per hour on the water. Uh, Paul was absolutely hammered. And get this, I don't know if you've heard this part. This is one of the trippiest, weirdest parts. When Paul, and you'll see this in the documentaries or anything mentioned about Paul, when Paul gets hammered and gets really trashed, his hands stop working. Hmm. His hands, and, 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 and they kind of pause the frame of him walking that night on the dock, getting back to the boat, and they're kind of helping him. But like his hands literally just are doing this. They're stiff, like they can't relax. They just go stiff. Yeah, that's weird. And that's what everybody says. Like his friends say that, people that knew him, um, that are talking about him in documentaries. And then if you actually look at the only reference point that I have is the uh, um, the point when they're leaving that dock before the accident. And dude, his it, you can just tell. Like yeah. it's just it's the strangest security, thing I've ever seen. There's security footage, and I think there's pictures of him too, where he's he's like he's just like his hands are like this in the pictures. Like even he has his arm around a friend, and they're like this. How much I think he's doing something else, but how much do you have to drink for your hands to go numb? I mean, I, I right, but even I if they're numb, numb, if they're but... numb, they relax, right? And like, he, he has an alter like stiff when he gets so hammered, they have an altered ego name for him, they call him Timmy. He's not the same person, everyone says, which is he becomes a completely weird. different guy. And hmm. he was hammered that night and he insisted on driving the boat. Um, they were begging him not to, which you know, I would say hold the dude down and just take the take the boat, but they right. uh. This guy ended up driving the boat and uh, and he, you know, he would get like real frantic and I guess trying to fight him if he, you know, and he was having a fight with his girlfriend that night anyway. So he was trying to prove a point, I guess, and then crashed this boat. Uh, a girl died. Her name was Mallory. Um, they actually lost her that night. They didn't even find her to the next morning. Um, hmm. The footage of that that's in the documentary, that is very interesting. That is very telling. As soon as the cops get there and they're talking to Paul, Paul's first words are basically, Get me my dad and my grandpa on the phone. The grandpa's still alive at this point. And they start going into hyper overdrive trying to work the system, basically. That night in the hospital, they're going to hospital rooms. They're talking to one of the other kids. They're trying to get one of the other kids to take the false the boat. Like, but that's what opened Pandora's box. They were trying to cover that up, but they pushed the issue, and Paul was actually in trial when him and his mom were murdered. The trial was active. And even uh the so the boyfriend of the girl who was actually killed in that accident, there's the the footage from that night, um, he says something to the cops like, "Do you know who his father is?" Something along those lines. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, his his father's Alex Murdoch. He's not gonna he's not gonna get in trouble for this. Like he yeah, knew he for, everybody yeah, it was the knew. The kid's already. Uh, girlfriend that went missing and got lost and unfortunately died that night. Yeah. He was losing it as you can imagine, and he was telling mm -hmm. the cops right there. He's like, "This kid, nothing's gonna happen to this kid. Do you know who his father is?" 
and uh but that you know back to the point of the whole thing that's that is ultimately what opened pandora's box is that boat crash and once the trial started flowing and and people started looking into stuff you know that's when the financial financial stuff and i will say this if anybody's watching the trial in real time any of his his best friend that works with him uh the lady that keeps the books with his firm i 100 percent believe just with their answers that they knew about this like i there's probably going to be some more kickback on 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 those people honestly like for sure there was all kinds of shady but stuff going on. Did, did she fall off the boat or did he hit her with a boat when she was swimming? They hit a bridge. She was uh, in the boat and just, I guess, they flew crashed, off the boat they crashed into the bridge. a bridge. Oh. So, I mean, she could have connected with something or just flown. Yeah, off. no. Yeah. Going 100 miles per hour, man. I've, I've been on a boat going like 70. I mean, I've been on a jet boat, but I've been on a regular boat going like 70. And just hitting those waves, you can fly off that damn boat. I mean, yeah. it's close. For sure, for sure. I What's want to say called? real quick, uh, thank you to Queen of the People for your $3 super sticker and Obsessed for Disneyland for your $0.99 cent super sticker. We appreciate that. We'll drink to that all night long. Thank you. And, and I want to say the first beer, the the Elliston, the Iceland one, it's a good beer, four to five. Now, the next one I'm doing is a Houston Haze, and I can already smell it like it's got the grapefruit in it. So. Blue, did you already slam one of those beers? Yeah, it's gone. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. It, he's not the only one. What's Hell it called? Yeah. The, the Paul was the younger one, right? Yeah, Paul was the younger one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Buster's still alive. You'll still see Buster every day in court uh, behind his dad. Yeah. So, what's it called? Go ahead, go ahead uh, on me, from, from what I heard, is that I heard that he used his uh, brother's ID to get beer. Is that yep. true? Yep. I haven't heard that right off, but I wasn't yeah, he, out it. He did. So he, when they bought beer that same that night that they went on the, they took the boat out. Uh, he used Buster's ID to buy the beer. Yeah. Well, that's I do remember that. Yep. So yeah. like, yeah, ringing my bell. So when when the law enforcement was called for the accident, they pretty much used just his name as a like an intimidation, right? Like just trying to say, like, can you mess with these people, right? Yeah, exactly. Basically. I'm dude. The Murdochs own the town. Like he, him, Alex Murdoch being the main solicitor, prosecutor, district attorney, whatever you want to call it, they they ran the whole show. They ran basically the, the most interesting. Time. The most interesting part from that documentary is after that accident and seeing the security footage from the hospital and seeing mm-hmm. Alex Alec Murdoch and his father room to room trying to contain this mess before yeah. basically law enforcement could talk to anybody and they're and trying it, to persuade other kids to take the fall. Um, and I'm sure telling them, hey, we'll take care of you. We'll, we'll pay for the lawyers. Like, or maybe and I'll it, be your lawyer. Like, it's it's really deep. And it goes deeper than just Alex Murdoch being the district attorney of this town. Ooh. He's the fourth generation in a row. Is it four, Stevie? It was four uh, generations, right? I think he's the third. Third generation in a row I think to, be, be to be in that position. Like, his father was in that position. His grandfather was in that position. His grandfather's picture is hanging in the courtroom that Alex Murdoch is being tried in right now. I mean, they took it down. They did. They took it down. Months. But it's insane. So, so they've been in power for, for a couple of generations. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. But you know that power for many generations, and something like old Buster is going to be screwed. He's going to have to have, actually have to work in his life. The the one thing that it also tells me is it shows a pattern of these people being or doing whatever it takes to get off. You know, and so Stay, keeping that, their head above water, no matter what. Yeah. Oh man, we got a thirteen ninety nine. Oh, oh hell yeah! Cheers! Cheers! Hell awesome. yeah! 
$13.99 Canadian. What is that, U.S.? Yeah, I've seen uh, Miss Thing in my chat before. How you doing? Happy Friday. Yeah, and so so that happens. Now, does that situation get resolved before the murders, or is that something that was still ongoing? I'm sorry, I missed that. Sorry. The, the situation with Paul and the D, the, the boating while uh, under the influence. Um, and I, I'm guessing they were going to charge him with manslaughter, it would sound like it. Yeah, Did yeah. that all get fixed or was that still ongoing? That was that ongoing. Was ongoing, yeah. When the murders happened with Maggie and Paul, yeah, the, he, that trial was still actually happening. The, the, the lawyers currently representing Alec, uh, Harputlin, and Griffin, Harputlin's team are, are, were representing Paul when he was and, murdered. Actually, a, a, an interesting tidbit there is the fact that that trial was ongoing is actually motive for Alex to to have killed Paul. So so he killed he killed Paul and Maggie, right? Well, we got motive for Maggie. Maggie was his wife, and she was they were separated. She was living somewhere else. They were likely no divorce was filed, but they were likely going to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. So because of that, everything that happened with Paul through that divorce process. I mean, financial records are going to come out. I mean, they got to split stuff, right? Financial stuff's going to come out. He's going to get found out for all these wrongdoings, all these shady dealings he's been doing, which a lot of that stuff was coming out through the Paul trial anyway. But the fact that if he wants to get rid of all that, he wants to make it all disappear, who who do you take out? The woman that wants to divorce you and the son that has the trial that's uncovering all this stuff. So it actually gives me, because my first question was, well, well, all right, so he's got motive for Maggie, but what's the motive for Paul? Right? Was he just collateral damage? Paul messes me up more than Maggie. Yeah, but if, I mean, the trial, that could have been the motive. And so, the day of the incident that this happens, when when does this happen? Do you guys know the date off the top of your heads? Uh, This was, uh, I know, I think it was in June. um, I think I have. 2021? Yeah, it was in 2021. I want to say it was. um, I think it was June 2021. June 7th. Okay. Yeah, June 7, 2021. So run me down the, t- the events that had occurred that day. Uh, okay, apparently, so there was a video, know, back, right? I've been w- re- watching this trial, so let me probably bring this back to you. So basically that day, you know, and Alex had a pretty pretty normal normal day that day. He went to work. Um, Maggie was staying, like Dan had said. She is actually staying in a different location, which we found out through the trial isn't completely unusual. Um, you know, in warmer months, she would like stay at kind of a beach house that they had. Uh, that actually wasn't that strange. But, you know, at the same time, when you take into account possibly she was leaving, um, there's people saying that she was not wearing a ring or whatever. Alec had a pretty normal day. Um, after work that day, though, he his father was in the hospital by this time and he was dying. Uh, his mother's really ill also. She is still alive, though. But his, his dad actually died two days after this event. Uh, but but two days, you know, on the actual day on the seventh, he told Maggie, "Can you meet me at Moselle, which is their property? It's a big hunting ground. They have their house there, insanely large property." Uh, I think I had it pulled up here. The... It's, it's a big property because they had cows and everything. Seven, yeah, seventeen hundred acres. Yeah, gigantic hunting property, uh, and he was getting Maggie to. Uh, to meet him there that night and maggie actually didn't want to there's text messages from maggie talking to somebody else thinking she thinks it's fishy something's going on um and he insisted on meeting meeting there she actually even has said i can meet you at the hospital you know we can see your father like that um but also even before we get there 
earlier in the day on Moselle, Paul and Alec had met up that day after after Alec and they were driving around the property looking at trees, maybe even planting trees. And there's a Snapchat video of that. Mm. Um, that's about six something in the night, in the day, in the evening. Mm -hmm. um, then that's a video where his own friend testified against him, right? I'm saying that they, that he they can hear his voice. voice. Yeah. yeah. It's not that video. Um, there's another video after that. There's a video that, ha that is that's shot on Snapchat. Paul's phone when he was actually... I'm sorry, Daniel, what? That was a Snapchat video, right? Yeah, yeah. there are two Snapchats, though. There's one Snapchat where they're like, it's him and Paul. It's uh, Paul's not in the Snapchat, actually, I don't believe. It's, it's him messing with a tree, but Paul is filming it. Um, yeah. And he was wearing, you know, different clothing than he was wear wearing on that evening. They've been hammering down on that. But um, the Snapchat video you're talking about, Paul was actually filming uh, one of the dogs in the kennels. It wasn't his. It was his friend's. And he was going to, something was wrong with the dog's tail. And he was trying to film it to show, you know, sh say, hey, this is what's going on. You know, uh, assuming Alec did not know that that was actually being done either. Uh, in the background of that video, you can hear what sounds like Alec Murdoch, you know, Hollering at one of the other dogs, you can hear Maggie talking as well, um, and Paul, who was filming it. So that's the one. Uh, they, it's almost impossible to say that that's not. Uh, so, that but hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, so they're at his property. Um, Alec and his son Paul are driving around, doing stuff with trees. Paul, I mean Alec, then messages his wife to come to the property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have had that a little bit out of. You've got it though. Yeah, yeah. Right. After they get done messing with the trees, that's when he's like, uh, they're getting the towards. So, I believe the Snapchat, the second one with Paul, when he's looking at the dog, it's already dark. That's like eight fifty ish. Right. Yeah, um, it's like around nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Around but, that around that time frame. But before we go that far, I thought Alex left. I thought he said he went to his parents' house or his mom's. Yeah, house. he says that he. So the way he's saying it basically is he they, they had dinner that night, actually. He says that they, him, Maggie, and Paul all had dinner. Um, and I believe that would have been after the first Snapchat video with the, when they're rolling around. After dinner, uh, he says that he laid down on the couch for a minute. Um, I believe, I believe, and I might be messing this up slightly. There's, there's a lot to it. But uh, Maggie then, and, and pretty much Maggie's routine. And then, see, and there's, okay, see. A lot of this could be insanely convoluted because a lot of this is Alec Murdoch's version. I personally don't think that dinner even took place. I don't think that even happened. Um, and there's no evidence that it happened. But Alec's version well, is that there he should all be. ate dinner. He took he, he laid down on the couch. Maggie loved the dog. She loved going up and hanging out with the dogs. You know, that would be her thing. Like the dogs were really, they all had their own dog, but Maggie loved to go up and really tend to the dogs. She loved the dogs. They were talking about how basically if Alec was tending to the dogs or Paul, they would just put them in whatever kennel. It didn't matter. But if Maggie was messing with the dog, she had specific kennel. She had specific ways she wanted the dog. You know, she actually seemed to care for the dogs. Um, so that's how, what Alex saying. She was going up there like normal. That's why she would have been up there. Um, but he says that he was not. Is the thing. And that's where the Snapchat comes into play. He says that he was not there at that point in time when clearly in that Snapchat video, you can hear what sounds like Alec Murdoch's voice. I mean... Yeah, and his sure. version of the story is like you said, he yeah. went to his mom's house and he never went to the kennels at all, right? So, right. yeah, he, yeah, he says that after that, he went to so, and, and this has been questioned a lot too. He, he does visit his mom a lot, his mom and the dad a lot, but never this late is the thing. They're saying that's insane, incredibly unusual that he would come and visit them this late. But that's why there's he a said. caretaker he said that he went pretty much seen his mom, and then he, when he came back, that's when he found Maggie and Paul. I believe there's a caretaker who said he never came that night, right? 
Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. I remember. Is it a really nice sound? Ah, pop another. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So there it is. So this one, I give it a two, man. It's too grapefruity for me. <laughs> this one's called yeah, Austin Amber, number three. I can't hardly get into those super fruity beers either. Or like the chocolate ones that are like real thick and they oh. weigh heavy on your stomach. I can't do those either. Yeah. Oh, I, I can. I drink anything yeah. and everything. Oh, I'll, I'll drink one. I'll drink one. One. But I can't have like a bunch of them. They. Mm, I'll buy much. the six pack, and if I don't like them, I force myself to drink them. <laughs> you don't purchase them, man. I mean, so, if it's and if it's the only thing you got, you got. So one it. one thing that would uh, corroborate uh, Alex Murdoch's story is the, uh, the stomach contents during the autopsy. You know, if he said that they had dinner, and that Dude, you know, I never yeah. even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, they should. You know, they should go through that and look at the stomach contents, and and the autopsy would say whether or not that. Um, Daniel, if, just if the fact that enough. you brought that up right now, like if you watch this, you would be so frustrated. Like there's so much like missed like, opportunities. Miss, like, I honestly don't know because state has done such a terrible job of handling the case. Like it's been so messy. Like, mm -hmm. like I was saying earlier, if I was a juror, dude, I, I, there's, I, I could not personally say that he did this. If I was a juror, like even no. if then there's another spot in the back of my mind, to truly get there and being proven, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, like proven, I, they have not done that. Like, and the the prosecution rested today. And right? they, the, uh, yeah, the state rested today, and uh, the defense started up. And so, so they <clears throat> they've presented all the evidence they have. Yeah. So there's there's more to this story though, right? So he he finds them on the ground. He contacts the police. The police get there. He has a weapon on his person. That weapon is not ruled to be one of the weapons that uh, was used in the incident. And it, come to find out, there's two different weapons that were used. Is that correct? Absolutely. That's correct. Yeah. Um, that was another yeah, point of controversy for me. I was like, why were there two weapons? One guy goes in with an assault rifle or like a semi-automatic assault rifle, a 300 blackout rifle that I don't know what the magazine on that rifle holds, but I would imagine more than seven, eight rounds, 10 rounds, 15 rounds, 30 rounds. I don't know what it is, but it's more than a couple of shots. So the, uh, Maggie was shot three or four times. Paul was shot twice, something like that. So we're talking about five, six shots. I think he could have done the whole was he trying to say? Was he trying to say it was somebody trying to like be um, vindictive towards him and they got his family like for yeah. some, a case that he did? Yeah. I See, there's so many theories that kind of make sense. And so, the boat accident. So the families from the boating accident are right. so could it be upset, a revenge right. plot from the boating accident? But then the drug thing that comes into play. Apparently, he owes tons of like drug drug dealers insane amounts of money. I mean, we're not talking small amounts of money either. I mean, I don't, there's tons of different ways to look at it. But at the same time, you could go back to Alec. And thinking that the Paul thing had really gotten to him and he thought it had gone too far. If Maggie was really trying to leave him, did he think that he had so much power that he could get away with something like this? But, and you know, I think that you should, have you guys watched any of the, uh, any of the like interrogations or like him getting in, interviewed initially in the car or anything like that? I've seen some of the interrogations of him. In Cause the you car. can, I mean, I personally think you can get a lot from the reaction of somebody, you know, I mean, you know, he could be a great actor for all I know, but 
He um, seems pretty distraught. I mean, and, and like I said, I've, I've flip-flopped on it, but I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, thank you, man. Really a conundrum. Cheers for the four ninety nine super sticker. Oh, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> What's up, hi, man? Oh, nothing, man. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Cheers. So, uh, so back to this. Um, he he ends up uh, he finds them. The police get called in. They find the uh, oh, Jaime just bounced that too. They find the um, what's it called? They find the weapons. They, they do a search of his house, and he allows them to search his house. Is that correct? Yeah, he never once any search that they did of any area, property, car. He never once stopped them. Never once stopped them. So is he? Is he also? <clears throat> he had a lot of weapons at that house, right? And none of those of weapons, weapons, none of them arsenal. matched either way. Yeah, an absolute are, arsenal. Are there any weapons of his that are missing? Wait, yeah, was it there the, are. Uh, Paul was, had a gun that was actually stolen out of a truck at a party. And it's a 300 um, and, and that's, that's a big part of this trial, too. They keep hammering down how careless everyone was with these guns. They would go out to that hunting group. They would go out there to the dogs. They would, you know, they had uh, golf carts. They had automobiles that they would travel around this. They would uh, you know, shoot and hunt on this property. They would, numerous different people that are friends of the family, that would hunt with the family, that worked for the family, say that they could just be out doing whatever and find a gun land somewhere. Um, but the one dr gun that was absolutely stolen was one that Paul owned. Uh, that was stolen at from a party and it, he had just laying in his truck and it shot the same 300 blackout rounds that maggie was killed with hmm. now that was right reported on that? though that was reported though right well, that i'm not sure of that's a good question actually i'm not sure if that came to light after all this came up or or if they actually reported that at the time that's a good question somebody somebody in the chat asked or said uh they were um so i, I mentioned there was a moment like a a, a something that didn't sit right with me was that two, two guns were used. Yeah. He, they owned a lot of guns, but why would one guy use two different guns to kill two people in the same place? Right. Well, how, unless how he was trying to get an unless, unless he's trying to cover it up, which it makes total sense. Right. 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 But yeah, so he, you've got a shotgun, which I don't know what kind of shotgun Not now, it covered up. <laughs> but let's say the shotgun is a double barrel and it's got two shots in it and you, you shoot Paul with the shotgun, and then you've got just got another rifle sitting there beside you that, or maybe hanging off your shoulder. You take it, pick it up, and, and, and shoot Maggie. You could have done both, the whole deal, with just the rifle. You know what I mean? I mean, right. They, they could For be that point, it, it does seem like there would almost be two shooters just because. And to me, it sounds like two shooters. Yeah, because you know, Paul's getting shot, which I believe that that's how they kind of figured it out. I, I don't think they know that 100%, but they basically think Paul was shot first and twice. And killed first but maggie's gonna hear that and start freaking out right i mean you're gonna change guns while she's running away like that my whole point around around that theory is if you've got the rifle already with you why didn't you shoot both of them with just with the rifle yeah it's a how, how far separated were the bodies what was it again how far separated were the bodies like uh for instance uh, I don't think they were too separated apart from each other. I think Paul was actually uh, located in, because there's like, if you've seen the actual property, there's the dog kind of like kennel area. Um, Paul was actually killed inside of that, in, inside of one of those rooms. Um, and I'm sure you guys have read or, or heard that his brain came completely outside of his head. Um, bounced yeah, off the ceiling. <laughs> the way, insane. actually, some uh, good trial stuff from yesterday. Uh, one of the guys was, it was a, a gun expert or whatever. 
But the way they were kind of talking about the way Paul would have been shot sounds like it doesn't even really make sense. It sounds like, you know, someone really tiny would have had to do either really tiny or the way because like literally like they're they're saying out the gate first of all he was shot point blank in the chest but then the second shot he would have been like and i'm going to do this so the camera can see but he would have been like this it would have been mm -hmm. an angle and he would actually be crouched over which doesn't really make a lot of sense like it's just just the way you'd be acting right from like, the hip it is a shot as you're going bang but you know to maybe Maybe he got the blast off because he did have to shoot twice. Paul's freaking out, right? Kind of running towards him. I don't know if they'll immediately kill him or not, but dude freaks out and falls on his butt, maybe. Uh -huh. The, the, the actual know. drive, but he's an experienced shooter too, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, if it's Alex, right? Yeah. Even, even if it was a hired person, they would be experienced. They wouldn't right. have that kind of mistake. Right. Unless it's just like, I mean, it could just be some random, if it wasn't Alex and it's some complete rando that's like just wants revenge and doesn't have experience with guns but i mean even this town like it's gonna be hard to find somebody that doesn't have experience with guns in a town like this honestly yeah and so so all that is 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 alec is alex automatically seen as a suspect from day one i would I imagine so. Data, uh, like they didn't actually what are they i don't think they arrested him to like september or like really started getting suspicious and act. Uh, there's an interrogation, I believe, from uh, from uh, September, when they're basically talking to him and he has his lawyer beside of him. And this is inside of an actual room, and they're the way they're questioning him. They're not actually coming right out and saying that you're a suspect, but the way the lawyer is being smart about it, he's they're kind of dancing around it for a minute. But then the lawyer basically says, you know, we're going to cut to the chase here. Is Alec a suspect? And the cop literally just shrugs his shoulders at him. So he was a suspect pretty early on. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, makes I mean, sense. Alec is also a, a habitual liar. Like, he is endlessly lying and caught in lies. And, and so, Alec, Alex immediately, from what I understand, is blaming the boating incident, right? Some type of retaliation from that. That's what's going on. Uh, yeah. That's, I, that's I, what his defense has been. Yeah, I think that they're thinking basically, I don't know if it's that 100% if they're going to go that angle with the boat, but he definitely is, anytime that he was being interviewed and they're, they get to the end of it, he is finishing, finishing it basically with saying, what do you guys know? Have you looked into anything else? Have you have you got anybody? So yeah. I would imagine that's probably what he's thinking. It's a revenge thing because of Paul. Because And there's a lot of you know talk about how after that happened in the community, Maggie, who had actually been shunned, they weren't really, say if she was going out to get her hair and nails done, they weren't really communicating with her the same. Paul had been shunned to an extent, too. Of course, he still had his friends, but they would go to parties and stuff, and people would outright just talk crap to him um, and say some pretty messed up stuff. And that's, you know, that's been related to these interrogations, too, with Alec. Um, so, I mean, they there's some enemies out there that could have 100% potentially had motive to do this, I think, you know. Did the, and, did and the, the thing about the, Paul, of the whole Paul, the boat incident, I know that he was there was an active trial, but everybody in that town is looking at that. Just take this for example. When Paul actually got arraigned, he, he was supposed to actually be cuffed. He didn't get cuffed. He was standing right there with his grandpa and his dad. Didn't get cuffed. And then his actual mugshot was taken in the hallway of the courtroom. He didn't have to do anything else. He got straight in the car and went to the house. So everyone's probably looking at that and is thinking, this guy's going to get off. You know, this girl, and especially for that, that girl's family, my God, he's going to get off here probably, right? And I mean, that is a motive for revenge in my eyes. I mean... Did uh did the the guy that it attempted mur a murder on Alex go uh, on the stand at all? 
the cousin Eddie got. Cousin no, Eddie, yeah. he's actually been up. Okay. Yeah. So that that that's what brings me to my next question is, um, after this is this occurs, uh, a couple months go by, more more stuff comes out about about his fraudulent stuff, Alex. That is, and then he gets shot, right? Apparently yeah. or allegedly shot. Yeah, right. he was shot. He actually was shot. There's a picture. Um, so, I mean, basically the way this was actually coming out pretty heavily in trial this week as well. So he is saying that he wanted to die, basically. He contacted his drug dealer, is what he's even saying, this guy, Eddie. Um, they met on the side of the road. He said he... And, and a lot of this doesn't make a lot of sense because the cop that's actually even being told this in the interrogation doesn't can't even wrap his head around it because basically Alec said, hey, meet me on the side of the road. I want you to shoot me and I want you to kill me. I want you to shoot me in the head and kill me and 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 buster was going to get a 12 million dollar like insurance deal from it that was his whole plan that's what he's saying by the way but anyways they meet on the side of the road and there's they're saying so what did you what were you going to give eddie uh were you going to pay him anything and alec even in this at this point is still saying nothing i wasn't nothing he was just going to do it as a friend i guess right like it's so silly (laughs) like but he did he shoots him he shoots him one time. It's a, it grazes him essentially. Uh, Alex said that he, you know, lost his vision. He ends up going to the hospital, and he's fine. Um, but yeah, another weird layer to this case is the whole drug dealer cousin Eddie thing. Now, didn't didn't he take a lie detector test? No, I'm not sure on a lie detector though. Eddie. I'm sure he did, but I don't know any information on that. I thought I read that somewhere that he. Failed. I, I bet he did though, but I, just out the gate, I haven't seen that. I would actually be interested to see how that played out, though. See how we did it, especially in the beginning days. Um, first of all, I want to say, uh, the Blue Dog Brewery, it's Elvis Juice. It sucks, bro. Like <laughs> <laughs> the grapefruit infused IPA. I give it a one. I'm, I'm gonna drink it because I'm a man of my word, and I drink it till it goes down. I give it a one. <laughs> Yeah, Damn, that's bad. You can't put Elvis's name on something this crappy. Oh, <laughs> what is it called again? Say the name voice. again. <laughs> it's a Brew Dogs Elvis Juice. Brew Dogs Elvis Juice. Oh my god! Grapefruit infused IPA. <laughs> IPA. <laughs> so, um, real quick, guys, I wanted to say that we're going to be doing a members-only live here in probably about another twenty minutes or so. Um, we'll be jumping off of this and going to a members only live. Uh, if you guys want to continue that, I highly recommend joining the membership tonight. We're also going to be giving away this hat to one of the members on the members only live. So if you're interested, please hit that membership. We'll see you guys there in a little bit, but we're going to continue this conversation for the next 20 minutes or so. So, um, so basically what it boils down to is, well, I'll ask this. Did they do a gun residue test on Alex that night? I believe they did that night, yeah. Um, did he pass or fail that? I believe that he had some... Uh, thinking back on it, it's murky to me on that side because that was so early in the trial now. But uh, there has been a lot of gun residue talk, and they were trying to figure out something on his clothes. But on his actual hands, I don't think so. Um, don't don't quote me on that, though. Gotcha. But gotcha. One, one thing that kind of goes to that point is that they were really hammering down on the night when they got there, the first sled agents, that the clothes that he was wearing were basically pristine. Like, And he had said that he had like touched both Maggie and Paul, checked for pulses. Um, so that's kind of odd. Like, he, he, I mean, he, he didn't have any 
anything on him at all. Like nothing. His hands were fine. Like he did say he went back to the house and got that shotgun and came back. But I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine he went in and take a shower. Or you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but those well, clothes, the uh, initial clothes that they were actually running tests on, there's a lot of BS around that too, because once the ag- agents actually got that, they started running tests to try to find any kind of like um, blood splatter or any kind of like residue. And they ran like 35 tests, I believe. And basically they were just kind of hitting it and hitting it and hitting it to try to get a positive. And they actually did end up getting a positive, but they had to run it 35 times to do so. Damn. Like, what is... is that? Like, if you actually watch this trial, one thing, and again, hell, he might have actually done it. I don't know because they've done such a shitty job of proving it. Like, but yeah, like that's what's the most frustrating part is like you, you know, there's points where I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Like, but then they actually, when Cross gets up there, you know, Alex's team and gets up there and they start hammering in on this other team that the state has brought up. I can't wait to see what happens with the other side now that they've kind of switched, but I mean, they get dismantled because they didn't actually do their jobs properly at all. Like they didn't follow follow the protocols, like nothing. Like, but you know, at the end of the day, it's going to come down. To, I mean, the, the, the trial, dude. I will say this: this trial is basically like a southern soap opera. Like this is the closest thing that I've seen to an episode of Matlock. Yesterday <laughs> there was some like hard cross coming in from this Griffith guy, Griffin guy that was uh for for Murdoch and. Dude, it was, I, I was having a ball watching it. Like it, it was, and it was that fast pace, like bam, bam, and hammering his hand down on the ball. It was a dip, dip. So it was a, it was a lot faster pace than the, uh, that lady opening some. Yeah. Some yeah. See, and, and <laughs> yeah. That's it too. This is a really boring trial, dude. It, incredibly boring. Like, but there are some days where a few cool things happen. This week has been, has had some, has had some of the most interesting parts. And I would say that day, uh, I believe it was Wednesday. I don't think it was yesterday. It was probably the best day. Wow, wow. Um, how about what do you guys think about the Idaho, Idaho case? Oh, well, we're going to jump into that in just a second. But before we do, um, do, you, do any of you guys have any questions about that, the Murdoch trial before we jump into that direction? Nope. Blue? No, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm going to catch up on it, though. Yeah, look right. into it. It is really interesting. It really is. Yeah, I, I think that... Like, I've been watching some of it. I've seen some of the things that they say. There's there's that Snapchat video that kind of proves that or shows that he may have been there at the house during the time of the incident uh, instead of at his mother's house. Uh, there's also the photos where it looks like he's changed the clothing. And so uh, when you look at those two things, <clears throat> in my opinion, it, here's the thing, though. If you if you if you're not more sold than not at the point when the prosecution rests that's a problem because now it's it's the defense's turn to to poke holes and to bring their witnesses and do all this other stuff mm-hmm. uh so at this point um at this point of the trial before we move on to 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 idaho um do you guys think he's more than likely going to be found guilty or be acquitted now that's not that he did it or not more than likely found guilty or not what do y'all think yeah just i mean like i said i flip flop so many times but right now if i was today gonna guess what the jurors were gonna do i would say i would have to say not guilty not guilty not guilty what about what about you dan yeah i was gonna i was actually gonna say guilty i think the juror is gonna but i could also see it going that way yeah 
Oh, It'll yeah. be interesting to see how it plays out. It after, you know, the defense does their side and everything, and we'll see what happens. But what I seen, I would say guilty because he lied being there. He yeah. lied, and then his own friend threw him under the bus. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there's a good chance that he did it. Um, proven beyond reasonable doubt. That's that's the question. That's the question. That's so that's we, actually where I'm at. Like that's my whole not guilty. I, I they haven't proven that. Like that's 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 what's sad actually. Because if he did do this and we're at this point, then they've really uh, shit the dropped bed. the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, well, and if if he doesn't get get found guilty, he has what a hundred other charges coming at him. Yeah, they're saying that too, right? Uh, he's got so many other financial charges. He's got like 150 years under him, anyways. So that's true. That is true. And so, translating to the Idaho case, um, which one do you think at this point, based on the information that we have, do you find is a stronger case? The case they have against Murdoch, or or what they're presenting against Brian Koberger? Oh, That's an interesting question, actually. Yeah. Uh, I think some people should probably watch the Murdoch stuff. Maybe even for today, they were doing a lot of cell phone uh, analysis stuff with uh, basically doing pings and stuff and, and reading some of the, the data off of Alex's phone actively during the crime. Um, one question that was that's interesting, and I'm just going to bridge it here for a second here. Um, one thing in the Murdoch trial that they were kind of talking about, they were talking about how at one point he was about 80 miles per hour, and they knew that because of, of his phone. And the defense basically came up and started talking to the cell phone expert, and they were saying, <clears throat> at, at, at this point, when this when this pinged at this at this rate of speed, is it possible that that could have been a car passing by? And um, just like little weird, like you were saying earlier, they're going to poke holes and everything. <clears throat> the back to the Koberger part, the the pings and the cell phone stuff. I think that's probably the easiest stuff to pull apart. Um, right. But to your question, do I think which one has the better case? Right now, probably Murdoch, and it's got a shitty one. So, <laughs> no, I was, I was saying say, Koberger because they have DNA at the crime scene. Let me tell you about uh, those cell phone pings. Okay, there's one one thing that I know personally. They work, for instance. So one Christmas, I was going to Del Rio to visit my family. Oh, that's right, Ivory. I'm sorry. He, it was the OnStar in his car that was saying that. I apologize. Sorry, sorry, Blue. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and I, my brother asked if I could take his kids with me. And I said, yeah, yeah, I can take them. I got a minivan. They fit it. They fit, whatever. So I'm going, and I like to pass people on the highway. I don't like to be the last one. So, you know, I pass people. And my sister-in-law told me when I got to my parents' house, because they got there a couple hours later, he's like, you got there pretty quick, huh? I was like, well, sort of, yeah. He's like, well, my phone said you passed 100 over three times. <laughs> Oh, oh, I think wow. 115 was the highest you said you were going. I was like, damn, that's about right. <laughs> no, you don't want to, you don't want to be admitting that on, on 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 something that's broadcasted out there and saved on the internet. Well, but, let them uh, catch me. Let catch me. <laughs> uh, we got two people joining, two folks joining us as members. Thank you, Melissa, and thank you, Junior Lopez. We appreciate y'all being members. Um, so. With Brian Koberger, you're saying that those phone pings are probably the one that um, could potentially get, you know, uh, be have the holes poked into it. How, how like com- it to me, but that's where they'd probably be able to poke the most holes. How confident are you in the um, in the in the other remaining evidence? There's DNA on the sheath. The sheath. Right. There's. Um, that's huge to me. That's huge. He's not supposed to be there, and his DNA's in the house. That's not good. That's right. 100% true. 
Right. And I mean, that, that that's the one thing that I think is their biggest piece of evidence. Um, the phone pings, they're, they're, there was one time that it said there that he was not in Moscow and he reported or connected to a Moscow uh, tower on the 14th. And so uh, that tells you that they're not reliable. And so yeah. this is a rural area. There's not that many towers. It's not like, you know, uh, a big city that's going to have a humongous amount of towers that are around. They're going to be able to triangulate uh, pinpoint accuracy. Now, um, there's been talk about a Bluetooth speaker and this, that, and a third. Um, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, him connecting to the Bluetooth, right? Right, that there's a possibility of that. But I'm not sure if a Bluetooth device keeps a record of the um, of the devices that are nearby that are possible to connect to it. Because I'm not sure he did connect to it. I think that he um, may have had his phone on, I guess they're hoping he had his phone on airplane mode and that it wanted to connect. But when I put my phone on airplane mode, I have to turn on my Bluetooth for it to work. Yeah, Mine, mine automatically turns off. What yeah, I would imagine like? airplane mode turns off pretty much all of your functionality, right? That's kind of what right. it's for. No Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth. Right. And I, when I go on a plane, I'll, I'll put airplane mode and then I got to turn on the Wi-Fi and turn on the Bluetooth, I believe. I think yeah. it shuts me off and it, it'll work. I just got to turn it on. Uh, it could be different with iPhone. I'm not entirely sure. I don't have an iPhone. Uh but you also have the witness statement, Dylan's statement of what she saw, and you have video evidence of a white vehicle that matches his the description of his vehicle. Do you guys think that that's strong enough evidence to? Do you think it's strong evidence at all? I don't know, man. Like, what do you think on that one, Dan? Like the the Dylan stuff, like, uh, like basically that... her description. She's got. No, that that's been confusing. I don't know what that is, right? That's hard to decipher because it's uh, what what she said in the um, the affidavit doesn't make any sense to me, right? I don't I don't know like the most recent stuff that's maybe come out about her. Is there is there new stuff with her? Because I mean the um, affidavit is the only solid stuff we have, right? I mean anything else is there's some stuff slipping through the cracks, but I mean it's but it's not hard to, like take, it's not real. Oh, yeah. you got to take everything with a grain of salt with it. Like, there's exactly. so much BS. It's not hard actual facts. Well, like, the affidavit for, for, with her statement doesn't make sense to me. You know, the, the the her not hearing things doesn't make sense to me. Well, she heard some things, but she didn't hear what you would expect to hear based on the violent crime that took place. Um, I don't know. I'll be I'll be I'll be interested to see if she you know is a witness in the in the trial to see what she says because the affidavit didn't make sense to me. I think she's lying. I can't That's wait to I see think. how uh, they kind of, <laughs> I mean, th there's no way she's not going to be on there. Right. Like, I don't think yeah. that this one's going to be televised, televised, unfortunately. Um, but and we'll probably be stuck with drawing drawings. I don't, which I know that I think that they can have uh, videos in to be released after the fact, but I think they're trying to X that out too. I don't think they want anything to be released from this, uh, but I would love to see how they actually kind of go at Dylan on the stand. If they, go that direction because i mean she's gonna have to explain that um because yeah, it makes no sense but all she has actually basically said is that there's a dude with bushy eyebrows um I mean, yeah. and and they've gotten to brian koberger by the 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 touch dna which is the the strongest thing that they've got really 
Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think at the end of the day, it, and, and one part that's going to be hard to do, I mean, and maybe not. I was about to say one part that's going to be hard to do is maybe find a jury that's not painted, but I, I'll correct myself before I even say that because I don't know if you guys talk to anybody else outside of, of the crime stuff, but there are people that don't even know about this, so that shouldn't be too hard to do. So you probably are going to have some folks that they can get in there to be jurors that could hear all of this for the first time and not be tainted. Yeah, with that's, all the, that's, that's, that's I, a good I, point. But to your question, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. The DNA is used for, for, for a jury, though. I mean, that's to me, that is the biggest. That is definitely that, the biggest. That's why I feel like he, he there's a strong case against Koberger. They have to explain how they actually that have was DNA. There. They have DNA from somebody who's not supposed to be there. Yeah. And once we get back to the last part, where we you know, some of the stuff that they got a uh, Coburn's Pullman apartment, you know, the one thing that could possibly be substantial, which it could also be nothing at the same time, especially if it's just one single dog hair. But if it was to actually go back to the dog that was Kaylee's, that would be pretty crazy. Um, but also, it, is it is it literally a single strand? Like, is it one hair? That seems that seems almost impossible. Well, I mean, it, it's not tested yet either. It didn't come back tested to be. You know, oh, did that's already come back. Know. No, it, it well, not to us. I got not you. to the public. It, it you. you know the, the public only knows the fact that they collected those hairs. Those hairs are probably collected uh, because uh, to the to the naked eye, they probably could be um, to the dog or or you know, you're probably seeing some long strands that are blonde things of that nature they're not going to go and pick up like red hair right right if none of the victims had red hair and so um you know they're only going to pick up the hairs that they feel that could potentially be a match now the fact that this is a uh you know he hadn't lived in that apartment complex very long you know it was probably going to be a, a apartment that was leased out to college students so who knows how many people have been in that apartment? That's a good yeah. point. Too. And, it, and it's a party really place. People people are hanging out there. Right, exactly. And and, and, and I'm talking in reference to Koberger's house. And oh, in reference, bad, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In reference to the other side, um, that house is a party house. That that's gonna have DNA throughout everywhere. I mean, you look at you look at the um um what's it called? You you, you look at the the report of the the students that were there, the the report that uh, Ethan's best friend um, is the one who walked in, discovered the bodies, and that when they when the police showed up, there was a bunch of college kids outside. Uh, that leads me to believe that that scene was well tainted. There's also pictures there of first responders in and out of that area without protective gear or protective booties over their shoes, things like that. Seriously, so, dude. Yeah, there was a lot That's of mistakes so made too. A lot of mistakes made. Um, you know, I think that a lot of the phone evidence might be thrown out just because I don't think they had very much um, evidence to begin with to get the warrant for the pings. You know, just going based on the fact that he had a car where they themselves said there was 22,000 cars that matched their description in the area. And then you also had a height and weight of an average guy with bushy eyebrows it's it's not enough in my opinion to to narrow it down thank you very much michelle l for becoming a, a youtube member um to me it's not enough and so i think a lot of that's going to be coming out um uh, are going to be thrown out and so you know one last question before we 
we jump well me and Jaime and blue are going to jump on to our member show i don't know if you guys want to jump on with us i know you have your own show to go on we actually night. uh we're going to be doing a little bit of a, a live real quick um, on public list on friday nights we do a, a regular live stream over there um and it's usually about a 10 30 show but yeah tonight we're actually going to pop over uh, as soon as this live from you guys on youtube goes um basically to try to capitalize on on everyone in here if everybody wants to have a drunk turkey show after party we're going to be doing that on, on our channel so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah make sure if you guys, tonight, yeah make sure you hit that uh this is their channel publicly buzz yeah we really appreciate it check them out and so before we go and before we jump on to the other side and and when before we get go, to, I want to say one thing before at the end i want to say one thing at the end all right all right and so um do you think that brian Koberger did this by himself or do you think that i don't code of all I right. don't. I was going to say the same thing. I do not. Like, that's been pretty much out the gates before I really even had a lot of other info. And, and, you know, that's kind of a silly thing to say. But really, what I was basing that on is the grand scheme of how big it actually was. One and doing this much damage on his possible go, who knows? But it's, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think I find it very hard to believe one man of his stature with a knife, and we know what type of knife it was. Or, well, we know what the sheath, what type of knife went into that sheath, right? right? That's about all we know in terms of the murder weapon. But one man of his stature with that knife takes on four healthy college students. Blows my mind. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's possible. Yeah. And thank you, Gina uh, Misty, with the uh, $2 super chat. Big Blue looks so handsome with his hat. <laughs> I do like that cowboy hat. He's looking yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I've had it for a few years, so you know they hold up. It's a, it's a cheap Justin hat. <laughs> uh, and so we're going to talk about our theory on the members only show. That's good. Do you guys have any final co uh, questions or comments, Blue Hyman, before we let publicly buzz go? Hyman, you go, hey, Blue. Blue. I just want to say thank you guys for coming on. You know, um, oh, dude. Thank you for having us, bro. Cheers. Hey, and I've said this on my stream many times. I'm going to say it on your stream right now. All of you guys, you guys have blown up, and it's been awesome to watch. And you guys have not ladder up behind you like a lot of channels and people do. Want to see the succeeding and uh, helping out not only us, tons of these channels. I mean, you've been having so many dope channels helping them out. You guys are seriously the MVPs of this entire community right now. Like, seriously, thank you guys so much yeah. for having us. I'm glad Thank to call you. you guys do friends, new drinking buddies. Hopefully, we can do this again. Yeah, yeah uh, we're you guys can be on our show. Cool. Exactly, we can do your show I'm again. Down. This is awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely we'll come on your show. We'll do one where we'll uh, take a night off on ours and we'll get crazy. Jaime, you got Dude, any last yeah. What's up? You got any last comments? I just want to make sure that everybody in the chat knows to go and, and sign up to subscribe to their channel. Um, just not for the channel itself, but I heard they told me before the show that if they get so many subscribers, they're gonna let their their beard grow longer than mine. <laughs> True. I'm already getting completely yeah, out of control. Steve, Steve might already be there. He's he's pretty. ZZ Top's over here, man. Come on. Mm. <laughs> mine actually usually isn't this big. Like uh, I just haven't shaved since like October. And uh, I don't know, I've been lazy. Now it's kind of getting to the spot. You know, there's a spot where, like, the beard is weird. And then once you get past that, it turns into something that's halfway decent. Yeah. So I've made it past yeah. that. So I'm going to probably keep it for a little while. Yeah, yeah it's got to go. go somebody to shape it nice. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I noticed that. Like every time I eat or something, I like if I because I'm Hispanic, half Mexican or whatever. Um, I grab a taco and I get a, like a full hair in my mouth. <laughs> so that's probably the only reason I want to like kind of trim it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. But, but yeah, I man, say uh, one more thing before we go. The reason I'm wearing the hat and stuff is it's rodeo weekend here in, in Texas. Uh, so Sunday I'm going to rodeo. I'm taking my parents to see the Los Tigres del Norte, which is a big Mexican, uh, you know, I would say ranchero kind of band. Mm -hmm. It's their 50th year anniversary, so that's my gift to them. So if y'all be out in the rodeo, I'll be at the rodeo on Sunday, taking my parents out there 50 years of wedding uh, wedding anniversary. That's awesome. Whoa. Wow. Congratulations. Tell them congratulations. That's yeah. awesome. That's crazy, awesome. man. That's crazy that, you know, you know Tigres del Norte is my, my, my uncles, they're best friends with them. So you should have just told me. Damn, man. Tell them I, I want to try to get them announced on stage this weekend. They're, they're all, they're childhood try. friends. They're childhood friends. So, <laughs> wow. That's cool, man. That's awesome. I didn't know that's that. really I didn't cool. know that. Well, guys, we're going to be jumping over to the members only live. Me, Blue, and Hyman. We're going to be talking about our theories. We're going to talk about that we think there's a accomplice in the Brian Koberger case. If you're not going to jump over there, jump over to Publicly Buzz. They'll be going live as well and continuing the conversation. Uh, so, yeah, when you that, get done with the members only stream, hop on over too. I'm sure we'll still be going. So, we, on Fridays, we'll we usually go pretty deep. Nice, nice. Yeah, our, our members only stream is probably going to be about 20 to 30 minutes. And so we'll be in the live chat. Oh, yeah. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, everybody. Chad, no thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys. Daniel, Jaime, Big Blue kind of left us there, I think. But yeah, <laughs> but tell, tell them I said thanks. You guys are awesome. We'll do, guys. Y'all have a good night. We'll see you guys on the members only. Peace out. Later. It usually takes a minute to end. Sometimes it's weird. Blue's probably watching porn right now. Uh, he probably is. <laughs>